Welcome to Truth Worth Living today, where we seek to understand God's Word so we can live in the center of God's will. Now, we've been studying the first two chapters of the book of Hebrews to this point, and we know that the writer has been working diligently to get the believers to hold the line in their faith. They're, they're weebling, they're wobbling, they haven't fallen yet, but they're getting pretty close. And a big part of the problem was that they, they were just doing some stinking thinking, right? The theology of Jesus that they had was just messed up in so many ways. Some of them were tempted to see Jesus as just another angel. That's, that's what the writer of Hebrews dealt with in the first two chapters. Now he moves on to another error that has crept into their thinking. It is the idea that Jesus is just another Moses. But just as he proved that Jesus is superior to the angels, the writer today is going to prove that Jesus is in every way superior to Moses. First, he says he is superior to Moses as a person. Look at Hebrews chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. We'll read the first two verses here. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Now, it is important to remember that he is addressing, the writer's addressing, not, not people outside the faith who are considering becoming a part of the body of Christ. He is addressing the converted. Okay, it's, he calls them holy brothers and sisters. He says he's writing to those who share in a heavenly calling. What, what does that mean? It's those people who understand that this world is not our home, that we, we're just passing through, moving on to the place that Jesus is preparing for us. Now, according to the book of Hebrews, we, those of us who are in the household of faith, we share in, partner in, or some versions say partake in, three specific things as believers. Here in verse 2, he says we share in a heavenly calling. In chapter 6, verse 4, we share in the Holy Spirit. And then in chapter 12, verse 8, he says that we share in the discipline or the chastening of God. Now, at this point, he is addressing those of us who share in the heavenly calling. That is, as he puts it, everyone who acknowledges that Jesus is the great high priest and the apostle of the faith. And what, he, what does he say to them? Fix your thoughts on Jesus. When, when searching for guidance, when searching for answers, when looking for hope, believers should look to Jesus alone. He makes the way and he sets the standard for our lives. Now, why, why is he giving them this exhortation? Because in wavering in their commitment to Christ, they are defaulting back to the law they were raised in. It, it's where they were comfortable. They knew the law. They could manage the law, so to speak. Some of them focused on angels through whom the law was given, and now he's addressing veneration for Moses to whom the law was given. Now, now he's careful to point out 
that Moses isn't bad. Okay, he was he was faithful to God and faithful to God's household, and he should be honored as a servant of God. But the message is, okay, good, but he wasn't Jesus, right? Moses was a man. Jesus was the Son of God. Moses was called and commissioned by God, but Jesus, as the apostle, was the one sent by God with a commission. Moses was a prophet and a part-time priest. Jesus is and always will be the great high priest. Moses helped prepare a way by delivering the law, but Jesus is the way because he fulfilled the law. Moses was faithful, but also sinful. Jesus was faithful and sinless. So, Jesus was superior to Moses as a person. He's also superior to Moses in his ministry. Look at chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the Son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. Now, there are, there's a lot of house in those verses, right? Six times in those three verses, he uses that word house. Now, in, in all of Scripture, the word house means one of two things. It's either a place to live or a people. So a house refers to a place to live or a people. Do, do you remember in Second Samuel chapter 7 when David decided that his goal in life was to build God a house. He, he prayed and said, God, I, I want to build your house, a temple. It was a place for God to live. But through the prophet Nathan, God came back to David and said, Look, David, you, you can't build the house because you're a man of bloodshed. You're a man of war. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to build you a house, a family from which will come the Messiah. A house is a place like the temple or a people like the line of David. So which one is the writer of Hebrews referring to? It's the house as a people. Right? The, the essential difference between Jesus' ministry and the ministry of Moses was that Moses was a servant in the house, a great servant in the house, but Jesus Christ is the son of over the house. He is building the house. Moses was a member of the household while Jesus built the house with his blood. Now, as fellow members of the household of God with Moses, our responsibility, what he's trying to tell the Hebrews, the Hebrew people there to do is to hold firm in our confidence and hope that Jesus is who he says he is and follow Jesus with our whole heart. He is building the house, and it is to our benefit that we function faithfully as members of the household. Now that's truth worth living. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to seeing you 
tomorrow night as we study the book of Mark. And then Sunday morning, we're going to have six more baptisms here at Skycrest this week. It's going to be another fabulous Sunday. So I look forward to seeing you then. Now God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. I'll see you soon.